This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular's single-line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single-line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. Hi, I'm Giancarlo Esposito, and I'm here to introduce you to my new series, Parish. My character, Gray Parish, was a getaway driver. I'm retired from life. You know that. He's in a world over his head. Tell me about this driver job. And he's asked to start to figure things out. I did what you told me to. He will try to do what's right and seek justice. Parish, all new Sundays at 9 on AMC and stream on AMC+. School of Humans. This is Racket Inside the Goal Club. I'm Christina Lee. This is Episode 7, War Trial. Every day after the trial proceedings wrapped up, the Gold Club defendants headed from the courtroom to Steve Kaplan's house to decompress from the hours of testimony. Entertainer Jacqueline Bush was tired of hearing testimony bashing her all day. When you're sitting there every day and each person that comes on the stand is telling another lie or another story about one of your colleagues and you guys are all looking at each other like, are you kidding me? What, what, what is this? So at the end of the day, you're so taxed, so maxed out. We'd get to the house and everybody would have to have a cocktail and just try to, to unwind. Then we'd have to watch the news because we'd want to see how they aired the interviews that they were doing. And, to you know, it, it just it was so overwhelming. It was just too much. One day at Kaplan's, Jacqueline went outside to smoke a cigarette. And she said she saw FBI agent Mark Sewell filming the house with a camcorder. And then we had the FBI parked on the other side of the cul-de-sac. Every time we're coming in and out, they're at the back of their truck taking pictures of us. And it just, you, you had no privacy. You had no, you had nothing. Your life was their life. And no matter what you did, you were always being watched. And it's just an uncomfortable, eerie feeling to know that your every step that you're making, someone is watching you. Everybody was scared because we were afraid that we were all going to prison. Yet to the courtroom audience and reporters, Steve Kaplan seemed pretty cool and collected during the trial. Kaplan and his attorney, Steve Sadow, decided that Kaplan would not testify. His silence was intriguing. Scott Henry was one of the journalists in the courtroom, and he really didn't know what to make of Kaplan. For most people, I think, watching the, uh, following the trial, Kaplan himself 
was a bit of a mystery. He never took the stand, and he didn't give interviews outside the courthouse, of course. So one side of Kaplan you had to get from people who worked there. One guy who seemed definitely to be pretty close talked about Steve like he was just the the greatest guy salt of the earth. And then you read these uh, transcripts where he's uh, he sounds like a ruthless businessman and just not, <laughs> not a very nice guy. It's very difficult to, to from the outside, to have a, a great idea about what he was really like. Attorney Craig Gillen noticed, though, that by comparison, all the defendants were pretty paranoid. During a defense team huddle in a conference room at the courthouse, the defendants looked for bugs. A lot of the defendants were all worried about whether or not the government was wiretapping the conference room, which they weren't, uh, looking under the table, looking in the air conditioning system. Meanwhile, Kaplan wanted to discuss Gillen's game plan for his client, alleged mobster Michael DeLeonardo. Kaplan said, oh, I need, I need to talk to you. I'm like, oh, okay, what? no, no, not here. So we get out in the hallway. What is it? I'm not, I'm not comfortable here in the hallway. All right. Then we go into the court vestibule in there, which is sort of this little a small room, almost closet between the hallway and the inner courtroom. Same thing. And uh, it's too important. I uh, can't, can't tell you here. So then we walk into the courtroom. Everybody is gone for the day. We walk over to the podium. Kaplan starts giving Gillen a pep talk. And Kaplan goes, tomorrow, I really want you to jump on this guy. I want you to really cross-examine him. I want you to really, you know, and there's some some uh, uh, expletive deleted flying around there. And I'm trying to say, no, to Steve. And so he goes on for about 10 or 15 seconds. And I say, congratulations, you have now walked me to the only live mic in this floor. Because that mic is broadcast back into the judges' chambers. <laughs> it's, uh, it was pretty funny. The name of this episode is War Trial because that's what Gillen called the Gold Club case. He says that while every trial can get emotionally fraught, the Gold Clubs was particularly intense. Every trial has a temperature of its own. Every trial has an emotional energy of its own. Now, this case, because it got the publicity, because there was a lot of the major forces here the government throwing its entire the weight of the government into this case and the strength of the defense team, given also the interest of the public, that created, in my mind, what I call a war trial. The stakes are higher, the focus is more intense, and everybody is in there, and you can just feel the energy in the courtroom. That was especially true when the former Gold Club employees, who had become government witnesses, took the stand. Thomas Cicignano took the stand early in the trial, in June. But his testimony became the longest, dragging on for seven days. During his opening statement, Prosecutor Art Leach made sure to spell out Ziggy's name twice so that the jurors would remember him. After all, he was the government's star witness. Leach asked Ziggy about his youth basketball program, 
Brooklyn, USA, establishing to the jury that he is the sort of man who could be trusted with kids. But then Leach went over all the charges against Kaplan, from loan sharking in Florida to extorting scores to the fact that Kaplan would take care of his girls so that they'd have sex with athletes. Ziggy name-dropped athletes left and right, adding much to the zeal of the trial, since no one knew yet which players would be called to testify. In federal cases, cameras aren't allowed in the courtroom. Yet the courtroom stayed packed with all the anticipation over who would eventually take the stand. And the courtroom wasn't that big. So as Ziggy spilled the beans on what was going on at the Gold Club, he was sitting just a few feet away from Kaplan and the rest of the defendants. Even though Ziggy was testifying against Kaplan, he couldn't help but boast about his friend's business savvy. At one point, he compares Kaplan's work ethic to that of Michael Jordan's. And he detours into these long-winded, press conference-type speeches about Kaplan. Ironically, Ziggy emphasized what made the Gold Club work was teamwork. Over the next five days that Ziggy was on the stand, the defense's cross-examination zeroed in on his hypocrisy. That while he's outing Kaplan on all these crimes, Ziggy seemed just as complicit. Bruce Harvey, representing Jacqueline, had to make the courtroom see Ziggy for who he really was. With his flair for the dramatic, Harvey wrote the word pimp on a flip chart and showed it to the court. I did. I remember crossing him for over a day, and I think that my theme was that he, he, Ziggy, was nothing but a snitch, a pimp snitch. Harvey's point was that Ziggy had also arranged sex for celebrities at hotel rooms. Like when a busload of Gold Club entertainers went to Charleston, South Carolina, to entertain the New York Knicks. My cross was designed to get him to a point where the only logical conclusion was that he was a PIMP, which I wanted to get to for the jury. And that was after, I think, a day, a day, over a day of cross. Ziggy disagreed with Harvey, of course. He said, Steve did the direction, I did the execution. Sadow was the last attorney to cross-examine Ziggy. So he'd already observed Ziggy's fondness for tangents, like that one time when he was broke, without a car, and living in his mother's attic, blah, blah, blah. He saw how Harvey had to reprimand Ziggy to stop interrupting him. Harvey said at one point, may I finish my question, please? Sadow's plan? Let the star witness talk. When I finally got up to cross-examine, as you can imagine, everyone had been ready for that. They knew who he was. They knew, obviously, um, that I was the person that would attack him. At least that's what they thought. And as I'm watching him, I'm, I'm saying, there ain't no reason to attack him. This man can't keep his mouth shut. You can't get him to answer a question. And there's nothing that's more frustrating to a jury than, being, than a witness being asked a direct question and not getting an answer. Sadow figured that Ziggy would bore the jury to death. So I asked a question. He starts talking. And I said, you know, why don't I just sit down until he's done? 
So I go back to my chair at the table, away from the podium, and I sit. And when he's done talking, I stand up and I say, anything else you'd like to say about that question? And I'd ask a question again, and he'd start talking, and I'd go sit. And I'd stand up when he was done, and I'd ask another question. And now the jury is getting upset. At this point, Ziggy is even annoying Judge Hunt. He keeps looking at his watch before he calls a recess out of frustration. And at that point, nobody cared whatever he had said. It didn't mean anything anymore because people were so tired of the manner he was testifying as opposed to what was coming out of his mouth. One legal expert and observer said that by the end of the cross-examination, Ziggy kept dabbing his glistening forehead with a towel and, quote, looked like a wounded animal. His testimony was a total wash. All the defendants' former co-workers and friends were taking the stand. Amanda Pappas, also Jacqueline's ex, says that Jacqueline had shown her the ropes of the gold rooms, how to sneak around and have sex with customers for money. One night, Jacqueline invited her upstairs to meet Dennis Rodman, where Rodman handed her a fistful of gold bucks and started taking off her shirt. During this part of the trial, journalist Scott Henry was taken aback by some of the testimony that came from the witness stand. So the Gold Club trial was unique because you'd you'd get these episodes of sleaziness. For instance, they had uh, a a young stripper on the stage. Uh, This girl and a friend of hers would go down to to the local cell phone store and basically pay their cell phone bill with blowjobs every couple of weeks. The prosecution's other start witness was entertainer Jan Impelnis known as Frederique at the club. She testified that Kaplan paid her to perform sexual acts on athletes Dikembe Mutombo and Terrell Davis. She also said that Jacqueline was prostituting herself and others, both inside and outside the gold club. But Yana's testimony was also falling flat. She said that while, yes, she'd get reimbursed, quote, I was never commanded or told to do anything by Mr. Kaplan. He would encourage it. When I examined her, instead of attacking, I said, so as far as you're concerned, Steve Kaplan was a voyeur. He was just in there for his own personal pleasure. And she goes, absolutely, that's exactly what it was. He wasn't in there, had anything to do with the club. It was personal pleasure for Steve Kaplan. And the jurors looked at her like, you're making this story up. Not another person has said this. This is disgusting. And you know that's the only reason you're saying this is the government has told you to say it. It was just, it was a shit show. It was embarrassing for her. And the jurors would look over at me and just shake their heads and go, shrug their shoulders like, what the hell is she saying? Like, what is, what is wrong with this girl? She's just being proven a liar. So now your testimony is null and void. Bye, next. Jacqueline was particularly irate during Yana's testimony. And Yana kept rolling her eyes in Jacqueline's direction. She got so mad at one point that she moved her mouth and looked at me and said, fuck you. (laughs) She was so pissed. I'm like, are you kidding me? We'll be right back. Are you ready to take charge of your health journey? 
Look no further than Trinity School of Natural Health. With their flexible online programs, you can receive the comprehensive education you need to care for your loved ones or step into the thriving field of natural health. Why choose Trinity? Because their programs offer more than just coursework. You'll interact with experienced instructors, connect with like-minded peers, and even participate in optional live events to hone your skills. If you've ever thought about becoming a certified natural health professional, the CNHP program at Trinity School of Natural Health is the perfect certification course. You'll equip yourself with the knowledge and skills to make a real difference in the lives of others. Turn your passion for natural health into a rewarding career. Visit trinityschool.org today to learn more about the Certified Natural Health Professional Certification Program. Go to trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Trinity School of Natural Health. Transform your life. Transform the world. Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. It's late July, and journalist Bill Rankin was shocked to enter the courtroom and see one of his favorite baseball players. I was stunned when uh, I walked in the courtroom. I mean, I was kind of late, and I walked in, and Andrew Jones was sitting on the witness stand. And I was like, oh, my God. One of my favorite baseball players of all time. Atlanta Braves outfielder Andrew Jones was there to testify about a night where a gold club limo whisked him to a hotel room and two entertainers performed some girl-on-girl action before turning their attention to him. If anybody looks at baseball and knows the Braves in the 1990s and with Andrew Jones in the center field, he's a cocky guy and he always had this nice grin, kind of a shit-eating grin. And uh, when the prosecutor asked who did you have sex with? He had that little grin and he just said, both of them. That was quite a moment. And then he said, after that, he went about 30 times to the club. I guess he enjoyed it. He was only 19 at the time. Jones was among several well-known athletes who testified about sexual favors either performed or arranged by the gold club to implicate Steve Kaplan as the leader of a prostitution ring. Yet, While Jones didn't mind recounting his exploits, he swore that he never saw money change hands. And the allegation was, of course, that Steve Kaplan was having women paid to have sex with him. And this is defense attorney Bruce Morris. When we asked Andrew Jones about that, he started laughing and said, no woman's ever had to be paid to have sex with me. I have to beat him off with a stick. Eventually, Patrick Ewing himself took the stand. And while Ziggy's testimony was seven days, Patrick Ewing's was only 25 minutes. The New York Knicks player had been to the Gold Club twice, 
during the 96 Olympics and a year or so later. He says that both times, Kaplan and Ziggy insisted on treating him to drinks, a private room, and sexual favors from entertainers. He swears that he didn't seek this out or pay anyone to do anything. So, like Andrew Jones, Ewing explicitly says he only received blowjobs and he's never had to pay for them. Remember, Sato had found that technically, under Georgia law, prostitution can only be defined as intercourse. That's why, even throughout Ziggy's direct testimony, Sato kept objecting to Leach's vague allusions to sexual activity. This sexual activity included hand jobs, blow jobs, lesbian sex shows, but technically none of that qualified as prostitution. Attorney Bruce Harvey remembered Judge Willis Hunt's constant interruptions in the courtroom during all the blowjob testimony. Willis Hunt would turn to the jury and say, remember, ladies and gentlemen, oral sex is not prostitution, so you can't consider this testimony to be part of a predicate act. So it, be, it became a study in oral sex as opposed to prostitution. Meanwhile, no one could agree on why these celebrity athletes had to testify in the first place. In his opening statement, defense attorney Dwight Thomas even asked why only black athletes were being called to the stand. He said, quote, there are some questions that are gonna be raised during the course of this trial. Some things that maybe people don't like to touch on, kind of sensitive. We think that we've come a long way. And yes, we have, but we still haven't arrived. You were told during the opening statements about a couple of athletes, and you saw pictures of them, and you saw their color. Terrell Davis, Patrick Ewing, these are not the only people that came to the Gold Club. But then Leach had a word with the judge. He said, counsel has spent much of this time making arguments that are totally inappropriate before this jury. He, meaning Thomas, is about to launch into a racial argument. I move the court to advise this jury that the arguments that are beyond his reference to what he expects to prove is inappropriate at this time. I said there were a lot of white celebrities who were not being brought in the, in the trial and subjected to all of that. And they were just bringing in Patrick Ewan and, and various other people they, they were thinking about calling. And I thought that that might have some racial component to it. There were some things that were going on that I felt that crossed the line. And, and of course, I was getting ready to call it for what I saw. You know, I was called balls and strikes as they are. Later in the trial, one athlete ended up suing Ziggy. Ziggy had claimed that Antonio Davis of the Indiana Pacers took Kaplan up on an offer to have sex with an entertainer. Ziggy stuck to his story, even after Davis sued him for $50 million. Apparently, Ziggy had mistaken Antonio for his teammate, Dale Davis. And it wasn't just the athletes who were mad about their names being brought up during this high-profile trial. Partway through, Roy Chicola's attorney, Nick Latito, got a call. 
you know, I got a call that the king of Sweden was going to sue me for uh, slander or something, uh, which was kind of funny. In his opening statement, Latito mentioned that Secret Service agents once accompanied Carl XVI Gustav to one of the gold rooms. That ignited a wave of interest from the Swedish press, and two Swedish uh, newspaper people came and covered the trial for the rest of the time there. Initially, I got the call fr from somebody connected with the King of Sweden that they were thinking about filing a lawsuit against me. That never materialized, but as we were leaving court that day, I, I, I said to somebody, and Bill Rankin, who covered the case, was, was close by, and he heard me say, I'm not trying to start a war with Sweden. I love blondes. We'll be right back. Are you ready to take charge of your health journey? Look no further than Trinity School of Natural Health. With their flexible online programs, you can receive the comprehensive education you need to care for your loved ones or step into the thriving field of natural health. Why choose Trinity? Because their programs offer more than just coursework. You'll interact with experienced instructors, connect with like-minded peers, and even participate in optional live events to hone your skills. If you've ever thought about becoming a certified natural health professional, the CNHP program at Trinity School of Natural Health is the perfect certification course. You'll equip yourself with the knowledge and skills to make a real difference in the lives of others. Turn your passion for natural health into a rewarding career. Visit trinityschool.org today to learn more about the Certified Natural Health Professional Certification Program. Go to trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Trinity School of Natural Health. Transform your life. Transform the world. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. There are choices that can change your life. Like the choice to start routine colorectal cancer screening at age 45. It's one of the most common cancers for women and men, and it doesn't always have symptoms. But there's good news. Routine screening can catch colorectal cancer early and even prevent it. And there's even better news. You have screening options. Make the choice to put your health first. Talk to your doctor about your screening options. Or visit cdc.gov slash screenforlife for more information. While Kaplan was accused of funneling gold club profits to the mob, much of the trial ends up revolving around claims of credit card fraud and trying to distinguish credit card fraud from buyer's remorse. Leach brought in several men who said they lost their families and their lives were ruined after the gold club screwed them over by tens of thousands of dollars. One said that in October, 1999, a night out at the Gold Club until 4 a.m. left him with a bill of over $13,000. He summed up the night by saying, I had a good time and I was stupid. Another had somehow missed all the zeros in his $10,000 bill before he signed the credit card slip. He insisted that even after having eight Crown and Cokes in three hours, he was sober, calling himself a big boy. 
An out-of-town businessman said that he asked manager Roy Jacola to remove a $100 tip off of the $1,000 membership fee. But then he asked to have the whole bill voided when he realized that champagne wasn't even included in the cost. They ended up settling for $250, the cost of a single hour in a gold room. All this wouldn't have happened, he said, if a gold club staffer didn't imply that he'd get some action if he signed up. Leach developed this theory during the trial. If someone did partake in sexual favors at the club, they weren't going to complain about their bill. But if they didn't get some action and their card was charged, they would. Those people never defrauded. In other words, there's not fraud on their credit card. They are agreeing to pay that. They're just agreeing to pay that for sex. Okay. Then there's the other category, which is people that are simply victimized in terms of credit card fraud. And it took me a while to understand that the two never mixed. In other words, you are never going to have a credit card fraud person over here that is participating in sexual activity. Because when you see that somebody has paid $25,000, the natural conclusion is, what did he get for $25,000? You know, it just, it doesn't make sense to me that that could be anything but some sort of sexual liaison. Andre, The regular in the first episode who was there the night of the raid, the guy who liked to spray down the entertainers with champagne, he was one of the government witnesses. He admittedly had sex at the club, oral sex and intercourse. He never accused the club of fraud, but he also admits he might have been overcharged a few times. During the trial, did you agree with any of the charges or did you have any impression that anything they were charging with them with was true? At that point in time, I was advised by my attorney just to get out of it. Just, you just lost it. We did say that I was overcharged, but we didn't go through and fine tune comb everything. Cause what was I going to do? They were going to give me back my money. So why go through that? Why go through the embarrassment? I mean, look at it. I spent over $170,000 in six months. Who does that? I could have bought another house for that. Yeah, it blows my mind, but back then, in, into it, I, I didn't know I was even close to that figure. I didn't know. Well, I don't know if you want to talk about this, about prostitution. Um, I, I will say that. I'll say, I'll say this. There was no prostitution at the Gold Club. The act of sex sometimes did happen, but that's it. So, no, I, I, there, was, there, there, was, there was no money exchange for any sexual activity. That's the best way I could put it. By the dog days of summer, journalist Bill Rankin noticed that Judge Hunt was getting impatient. Other journalists were predicting that the trial could drag into November. 
it's my understanding that Judge Hunt, he was kind of frustrated, I think, in how long it was taking, that the prosecution was overly ambitious and the case was kind of convoluted. Here's the prosecutor, Art Leach. The media aspect of it doesn't bother me. Uh, and, you know, you just do your job day to day. And, you know, you know, I was accustomed to long trials. I enjoy long trials. You know, all of these defense lawyers are people that I have dealt with many, 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 many times over the course of the years, and they are consummate professionals. And, you know, obviously they are trying to get the information out that will help their clients and so forth. I mean, you know, they know I'm trying to get all the evidence I can in that hurts their clients and will lead to an uh, a conviction. And that's just the nature of the beast. A trial can end a few ways. Both sides can present all the evidence and give it to the jury to decide. Or the defendants can take a plea in collaboration with the prosecution. Or... Like in this case, the judge can call for reinforcements. Here's Sadow again. Art Leach appears to be oblivious to the fact that he's getting beaten around the head. It's like a, a, a drunken puncher, a uh, boxer, someone who's just been hit around the head so many times, he doesn't realize anymore he's just getting the, the S kicked out of him. And all of a sudden, a former prosecutor involved in the case by the name of Janice Gordon all of a sudden, she's back in the case. But she's back in the case because she has been told by the U.S. attorney that the government is not doing real well. And there would be nothing worse than the government losing this case across the board. They ask her to get involved to find out if there's a way to work out a plea. Everyone was tired. No matter what, this trial had to end. And that meant somebody had to go to prison. On the next and final episode of Racket. So this thing wrapped up in 2001. And then 9-11 happened. Um, The entertainers were all being fired. They were all losing their jobs. It was really kind of sad in a lot of ways. Half of the guys from the trial were hanging out at the Smoothie King. (laughs) Cash? I said, yeah, Uh, three million, give or take, in cash. I looked at him, I said, I'm doing fine. How are you? Don't choke on your steak. You know, when she said, hey, we should, why don't you check into the Gold Club? And I was like, yeah, right. And she went, no, you could call it God's Club. I was like, you've got to be kidding. Racket Inside the Gold Club is a production of School of Humans and iHeartRadio. Racket's written and narrated by me, Christina Lee, and produced by Gabby Watts. K. 
Caroline Slaughter is our supervising producer. Special thanks to Taylor Church and Sonam Vashi. Music is by Claire Campbell. And sound design and mix is by Tune Welders. Executive producers are Brandon Barr, Elsie Crowley, and Brian Lavin, along with Scott Grubman and Lauren Zimmerman. humans. Are you ready to take charge of your health journey? Look no further than Trinity School of Natural Health. With their flexible online programs, you can receive the comprehensive education you need to care for your loved ones or step into the thriving field of natural health. Why choose Trinity? Because their programs offer more than just coursework. You'll interact with experienced instructors, connect with like-minded peers, and even participate in optional live events to hone your skills. If you've ever thought about becoming a certified natural health professional, the CNHP program at Trinity School of Natural Health is the perfect certification course. You'll equip yourself with the knowledge and skills to make a real difference in the lives of others. Turn your passion for natural health into a rewarding career. Visit trinityschool.org today to learn more about the Certified Natural Health Professional Certification Program. Go to trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Trinity School of Natural Health. Transform your life. Transform the world. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.